a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that Jesus came back from the dead. This is a miracle. This is amazing. We believe it. And we're excited to, to celebrate it this morning. Uh, it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I wanted to start with a little question. You've never been uh, blamed for something you didn't do. Now, kids do this all the time, right? Adults, yeah. adults never do this. They never blame each other for stuff they didn't do. But like, like you walk out, you have a kid and you say, all right, don't eat the cookies in the cookie jar. You walk out of the room, you come back, and some cookies are missing. So you walk up to the child and you say, what did you do with the cookies? Did you eat the cookies? And the child, of course, says, no, I did not eat the cookies. And you like ignore Ignore the chocolate wipe on their face, so that there are less cookies in the cookie jar. And, uh, maybe they blame their brother, and you're like, well, the brother was with me the entire time. Now, sometimes we blame each other for, for things that we didn't do. And I'm going to read a little bit from Acts this morning. There's a question facing the crowd. The crowd is being told by a man named Peter, you did something crucified a rabbi named Jesus. You put him to death. And some of the crowd, they're from Jerusalem, some of the crowd, they were probably there. And at that crucifixion, the crowd shouted, crucify him, crucify him. So it's possible that some of his audience shouted, crucify him, crucify him. But others in his audience were from other parts of Judea and Israel. So they were likely not there. But this guy named Peter, who was a follower of this rabbi, Rabbi named Jesus, he's saying, you're responsible. And I want to read to you from Acts chapter 2. Acts is like the history book of the New Testament. I'm going to read two verses here of what Peter says on that, on that day. He says, fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. So Peter is saying, you all, everyone here is collectively responsible for putting Jesus to death. Now, we can be held collectively responsible too. Like this is a this is a thing that happens to us. If we have like a, a military force that does a mission on foreign soil, we as America are held responsible. So this isn't that strange of an idea that, that they collectively would be held responsible for Jesus' death. Uh, he said Jesus of Nazareth. What does that mean? Well, Jesus was from a, a small town, uh, a place that, like, like there was a saying, that nothing good can come from Nazareth. Now, I know none of us look at the other cities or towns in Massachusetts and think they're not as good as our town. We would never do that. But where I'm from, I'm from Colorado. There was a town that we thought, uh, I don't know if anything good is going to come from that town. It was Greeley, Colorado. And Greeley was right next to a whole bunch of cow farms. And so in the afternoon or in the morning, you might wake up or, or go for a drive in this town would smell like cow manure. It would smell pretty bad. People thought, ah, nothing good is going to come out of Greeley. Well, Jesus was from a place like Greeley. He was from a small
small town of Nazareth. Then we all like those stories, right? We like those stories of people coming from nothing and rising to something. Well, Jesus uh, was kind of like, uh, like someone that did that. We have people, kind of local heroes, like Matt Damon, he's from Dorchester, Amy Poehler, she's from Burlington. Well, Jesus asked quite the following in his day. And he amassed thousands of people that would follow him around because he would perform miracles. So it says he, he was attested by signs and wonders, like he was, he was healing people supernaturally. He was laying his hands on them, giving them sight. illustration going back to the, the, the cookie jar if you ate a cookie in the morning and you went through your day you went to work or school you got home you realized that there was like chocolate wiped on your face you had walked through your entire day with a cookie on your face would you think to your co-workers and your friends man those people really love me <laughs> they just let me do that all day no you would say I wish someone had told me that I had a cookie on my face, that I had chocolate wiped all over my face. Well, Jesus has come to say, you have sin and you have stuff that you need to deal with. And how are we going to deal with the message of Jesus? Are we going to, to look to him and say, I need to consider this? Or are we going to turn away? Well, the good news is that Peter, as he gives this message, he is also giving a message of hope. So first, it's kind of a message of conviction. Of, you rejected Jesus, but even as he says this, he says there's hope. And that's the beauty of the gospel. He says this was according to God's plan. God was going to use this this tragedy, this this murder, this dark moment in human history. God was going to use it to do something really good to save people from their sins. Sin is when we rebel against God. Sin is when we do anything our way instead of God's way. And God is dealing with our sin himself by his son, 
coming and dying in our places. And then what do we see in the very next verse? I want to read it for you. That God has conquered sin and death. And he does that by raising Jesus from the grave, which is what we're celebrating today on Easter. Verse 24, but God raised him from the dead. God raised Jesus from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. See, through Jesus Christ, God has defeated death. So often we think of death as being it. Once you die, it's over. Well, Jesus came to make that not true, to make it untrue, to reverse death, to bring life. So there's hope. There's hope through the death and the resurrection of Jesus that, that sin doesn't have to lead to our deaths, our spiritual death and our, our eternal death. Sin can be dealt with so that we can experience forgiveness and eternal life. And, and the crowd on that day, they're convicted. They're convicted that there is chocolate wiped on their faces and there, there's, there's sin in their hearts and they want to deal with it. And so in verse 38, Verse 37, they ask, like, Peter, what should we do? We're cut to the heart. And Peter says this. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Repent and be baptized. Well, what is repentance? Repentance is confessing your sin and saying, God, I am broken. In my heart, I do reject you. I do reject your son. Would you come and would you deal with that in my heart? That's repentance. And being baptized, well, you guys ready to have a baptism? <laughs> this morning, you ready to get in the water? What is baptism? Well, baptism is a going underneath the water and coming back up. And it's meant to be this symbolic copy of what Jesus did when he went into the tomb. And he was there. He died on Friday, stayed dead on Saturday, and he rose on Sunday morning. So baptism is a symbol of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so when I get baptized, what am I doing? I am identifying with the death of Jesus. I'm also identifying with his resurrection. That means I believe, like my, my body, soul, my mind, my heart, everything in me believes and chooses to trust that this really happened, that Jesus really died and really rose again. And so repentance and, and baptism for us this morning, the first step in that direction is just confessing your sin and and I believe, I trust in Jesus, I identify with his death and with his resurrection. It says 3,000 people were saved that day. 3,000 people came to the Lord. If you don't know the Lord, you can come to him today. You can repent and believe. Maybe one day on a warmer day you can be baptized. But that's the message of Easter. See, Easter isn't just a wonderful day with chocolate and, and, and bunnies and Maybe cookies. Easter is a day to examine our hearts. To remember Christ and what it's really all about, the death and resurrection of Jesus. See, Jesus, Jesus is the brother that comes into our lives and, and he sees the chocolate on our face and the, the sin in our hearts and he says, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna forgive you, I'm gonna wipe the chocolate from your face. I'm gonna deal with the sin in your heart, I'm gonna take the consequences of the, the cookie jar. <laughs> I'm going to pay for your sin. I'm innocent. See, Jesus shouldn't be blamed. Jesus is innocent, but he'll take the consequences of our sins. And that's the gospel. That's what Easter is all about. Let me pray.
Father, thank you for Easter. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you that Christ is risen and that we can identify with his death and with his resurrection. We pray for everyone here today that they would have a blessed and wonderful Easter, that they would also think of Jesus, and they would consider responding to the message of Jesus anew today. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.